Hello everyone, you're listening to Skip Intro. I'm Ayman Rashad and in the studio with me are Ian McNally and Julian Yap. And today we are doing Movie Snacks, where we bring you the latest in news and updates from the world of movies and entertainment. And first up is the, I believe is the second trailer for Cats. It's party time! The most deserving cat will be reborn into another life. So they can be who they've always dreamed of being. Now it is time to make the choice. Right, well that's not going to work, is it? (laughs) That's what I say to you. (laughs) Second highly anticipated trailer for Mm -hmm. cats. I mean... The car crash continues to burn. <laughs> when I get the when I get, the, I saw like there's a new. I saw the, the 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 Twitter account share that there's a new trailer coming. I was genuinely excited. I was like, I, was, I can't wait to see how weird it gets. I don't know why you're surprised to be so excited. Aren't you genuinely excited for the biggest movie event of the year? Because um, I think there was a little bit of hope, right, that there'd be some kind of Sonic the Hedgehog-esque revision where every they saw how badly everyone reacted to mm-hmm. the hellfire that the first one was and they change it maybe, but it's maybe too far gone that you think it'd be, no, it's even better, it's worse. It's it's double, they, they doubled down. I, I did see someone said they removed the slightly hairy uh, Taylor Swift fingers. But apparently, I, 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 I never noticed the fingers. Yeah, I never even noticed as well. They're all so naked. Sorry? They're all so naked. Idris Elba is Idris the Elba. most naked. Yeah. I thought he looked weird in the first one where he's wearing that coat and uh, pouncing weird or prancing weird. Now he's like standing there and it's weirdly, it looks like an actual fursuit. Yeah. Like every other cat looks like a CGI monstrosity, but he looks like he's actually wearing some kind of weird brushed, freshly cleaned Chewbacca suit. (laughs) And I didn't think that would be as disturbing as it was. It's just weird. Mm -hmm. And also one of the worst parts about this, the trailer from the first trailer, and you know, you kind of expect, no, they can't be doing this, is how small the actual cats are in relation to the to their surroundings, which is similar to what the musical did, mm. but it feels so much st- more stark in this. <laughs> I can't wrap my head around why these cats are just naked and just dancing around. And the, and the dancing, it's, it's choreographed by the uh, choreographer who did Hamilton, mm. but it looks so terrifying. <laughs> There's also a new song that's been released that was written by Taylor Swift and Andrew Lloyd Webber. Oh. And the song is great. Mm. Well, to be honest, it's not very catsy, mm. but it's fine. Andrew Lloyd catsy. Webber said it was okay. <laughs> but also, it's maybe going to be good. The music will definitely be good. Yeah. I mean, what, what I do like about this trailer is that for someone who has never seen Cats the musical right on theatre, at least this new trailer does provide some kind of clue into the plot, the story behind it. There's the no fir- plot, Ivan. Yeah. The, the, so the first trailer didn't show anything, right? And then apparently there is no plot to it. But then in this trailer, there is some sense of like, it's some kind of talent discovery story that where had- Judy Dench is searching for the <laughs> next big cat or something. Yeah, I had that. that I didn't know this until someone did a, a long thread on Twitter explaining the plot of the first, of the actual musical. I've just always known the songs and no clue mm-hmm. what it was. And this one makes it look like Cat Pop Idol. It's like they're finding, <laughs> but I think it's Cat Pop Idol with a grisly end because they have to kill some cats so they can be reborn. I mean, it's not yeah. spoilers. It's a musical yeah. based on an ancient, not an ancient poem, but a pretty old poem. Mm-hmm. And... That's wild. <laughs> <laughs> also, the second one seems to be focusing on, I guess, the big draws of the first one. Mm. Good or bad, they're still big draws and they still, you know, any PR is good PR. And that's James Corden, Taylor Swift, and Jason Derulo, oh. and 
and Rebel Wilson. Jason Derulo seems to be purely mugging for the camera in this trailer, and I hope that's in the movie as well. He just seems to be in moments that are trailer perfect. Like there seems to that you see moments of the main actress, I can't remember her name, and Rebel Wilson, like you know, in the background or doing some bit, small bit of business. Yeah. Everything he's doing seems to be massive and for the camera. Yeah, because he's the sexy cat. Okay. If yeah. there is such a thing. The other thing that horrified me was just that moment where James Corden does the little kitten hands and oh. then goes yeah. to kind of stroke his ear and his ear moves a little bit. I was just like, oh God. <laughs> so fantastic. Ugh. I'm so excited. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of uh, humanoid creatures, I guess, there is also another trailer that we found and it's for the... <laughs> Get this. The SpongeBob musical live on stage. On your TV. On your TV, on Nickelodeon. I honestly didn't realize that there was a live on Broadway Sp- SpongeBob show. So this was a complete like delight to me in kind of the ant- the anti cats trailer. <laughs> like there's a guy. I just there's a guy. They don't focus on him. He, he seems to be the uh, Jason Derulo of the stage play, which is the guy <laughs> playing Squidward because they have backwards legs pants on that mm-hmm. dance with his legs, and I was just, I was fascinated. <laughs> Absolutely fascinated. But I saw, I saw the trailer. It's like they're not even trying. You know, <laughs> there's no elaborate costumes no. or really good production design or anything like that. It's just people wearing a guy wearing a SpongeBob-like outfit, yellow shirt. <laughs> like they didn't even I, give him square pants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the SpongeBob musical was on Broadway about two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it won a bunch of... It got a bunch of nominations, definitely. I don't know what they won. But um, it's a good musical. <laughs> For anyone who's got you know some time and is interested, search up the SpongeBob musical on Spotify. It's got a great... It doesn't even oh. feel like it's SpongeBob. They just happen to be you know a sponge and a starfish and a squid <laughs> and a crab. And the musical you know made big waves mm-hmm. uh-huh. hey. uh, uh, because <laughs> oh, of its very beautiful set design. Mm. Actually, so I did see a Gary on a skateboard. Great, which, which does look like the, the cartoon. But uh, Patrick looks like an extra from The Big Lebowski. Yeah, he just looks like <laughs> some creepy dude in a Hawaiian shirt. He was The Big Lebowski cover. Yeah, yeah. Also, the the problem with Broadway, of course, is that it's ridiculously expensive yeah. and it's ridiculous to get to and to get tickets for. So the idea of putting it on TV, hmm. especially on Nickelodeon where kids would be able to watch it where Spongebob has always belonged mm. I think is really nice and I'll finally be able to watch it you know <laughs> I'm excited um, a little while ago on one of the broadcast television channels in the US they did The Little Mermaid live you know where they're broadcasting it live so if there's any flubs and mess ups that goes out they've been doing this for the last couple of years with Peter Pan and a few other shows and in that I think we talked about it off air uh, Sebastian the Lobster or Lobster is it Crab or Lobster? Crab Crab, crab. was just the, the rapper Shaggy in a leather outfit that looked reminiscent of Michael Jackson's thriller one and that was it like they didn't even try and this show Mr. Krabs has like boxing gloves on yeah. yeah. so it looks like Mr. Krabs giant claws and I appreciate that detail and I think Spongebob Squarepants just as a franchise has always been up for making fun of themselves mm. You know, casting David Hasselhoff in the first film, yeah. casting Keanu Reeves in the upcoming one. That's like an enlightened ball of string or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we'll go for one more news story before we go to the break, right? So uh, while they're doing a live performance of SpongeBob, it did originate as a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the same time, there's another cartoon coming up, which is called Fast and Furious Spy Races. And this is on Netflix. Yeah, this is... I mean, obviously, it's going to be about family, right? Yeah, of course. It's, <laughs> it's Fast and Furious. <laughs> it's Fast and Furious. But it's, it seems like a, a weird show to do. I think Vin Diesel's a producer on it, but it's going to be about um, Cousin. 
and yeah, some kids. Yeah, it, it it looks like it's more like teenage, more teenage centric. I would say uh, the the cast, the voice cast is, I believe, they're youngish uh, actors. And Vin even Diesel's daughter, and Vin I, Diesel's daughter, is in, cast it as in, well. a, in a cameo role or something. But that. okay, uh, but it seems to be like there's like Hamilton breakout, Renee Elise Goldsberry's in it, so they're getting a, a wide cast. I think it seems to be kind of you know kids. He's driving cars to help people in a way. I mean, they, they're just going yeah. the full heist route and ignoring the kind of crime route. That, <laughs> the Fast and Furious has slowly been edging towards. There is this synopsis here where um, Tony Toretto follows in the footsteps of his cousin Dom when he and his friends are recruited by a government agency to infiltrate an elite racing league serving as a front for a nefarious crime organization called Shifter. <laughs> With the I's and E's replaced by ones and threes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Bent so there's on a little bit domination. of crime still. Yeah. yeah. It's, still but crime. it's international globalized. I hope mm. that they get Kurt Russell in it for one episode to show up as Mr. Nobody, I think he was from the series. He's like a shadowy agent who's like, okay, you're agents now, so all your crimes are okay, so the cops aren't going to chase you, but also <laughs> you can take down more international crimes. You're basically James Bond with nicer cars. I like the idea of this show. Mm. I think this is what Fast and Furious should always have done from the start. Like, you know, have the ones on on the big screen and that, you know, for the adults to mm. go watch. But this belongs on something like Netflix because it's got cars, it's got cool kids, mm. and it's got cool kids doing stuff with cars. And if that's not a good recipe for a TV show. I don't really know what is. Yeah, I mean, it sounds a little bit like, you probably guys never heard of it. There was a TV show called Pole Position, which I think was based on the video game, it was just two kids with cool cars in racetracks, but then also helping out things. And their cars did cool stuff like turn it to hover, hover craft mm-hmm. and like little gadgets and stuff. And it was the same cool. kind of thing. We're going around the world doing races, but also there's a crime in each town. So- <laughs> <laughs> also, this looks like Big Hero 6. Yes. Which is yes. cool. Yeah. So we've been talking about the latest news and updates in the world of entertainment. Let us know if you have any news that caught your eye that we missed. You can WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899, tweet us at SkipIntroMY or write us at movies at bfm.my. And coming up, we're going to continue our conversation by maybe looking at a couple more trailers before going to the big news from last weekend. This is Skip Intro, BFM 89.9. Brainy, fancy material. BFM 89.9. Hello everyone, you are listening to Skip Intro and it's Movie Snacks today where we cover news and updates from the world of movies and entertainment. And earlier we did touch on a a few trailers and next up we're going to talk about another trailer that's come up which is called Scoop. In a world destroyed by evil. Discover the epic origin story. The greatest team of heroes in the history of mystery. Not bad. Nailed it. Oh, well then. (laughs) (laughs) That's your reaction to it. It's quite something. Well, I mean, we first discussed this last week and you were quite enamored with the look of the show, right? Because it's a young it's, Scooby and it's a young Shaggy. It's adorable because, of course, if you're going to put a little itty-bitty Shaggy and a little itty-bitty Scooby, it's going to be adorable, right? Yeah. And then, the, then, they, then, then they talk. And I don't know, this seems like the wrong voice for Scoob. It's Frank Welker who has done, I think he was Megatron in the... Yeah, he was Megatron and Galvatron and Shockwave and the Transformers. Old cartoons and the new ones. Oh, really? He got to do it after um, Agent Smith left the, the Transformers series. Uh-huh, yeah. Well, well, why why don't you like the voice? He still does a ho-ho. He's doing it, but he's like his diction is too clear. You can understand what Scooby's saying. He's not like... He, 
Scooby Doo has it's not a lisp, but he can't pronounce his ors. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the whole. Or it's of, only ours. Yeah, row row. Yeah, like, he's a dog. Yeah, he's a dog. So when this dog is giving perfect elocution lessons, it just seems. Why wrong is he to speaking? Me. Yeah, I don't get it because Scooby speaks like a dog do. No. Why is he speaking? I, <laughs> this is so baffling to me. Like it's, it's always a thing where you could imagine like Shaggy, like Kristoff from Frozen is just imagining what the dog is saying kind of thing or yeah. only Shaggy can hear it. They kind of never really addressed that in any of the cartoons over the last 50 years of Scooby-Doo probably. Yeah. <laughs> That's Scooby's voice, right? Doing the trailer, doing the trailer voice. Yeah, he That's does Scooby like you do a tra- they do a, like a little meta thing where it's like do a trailer voice with the trailer because it seems to mix old and young Scooby and Shaggy for mm-hmm. some reasons. So it seems to be like flashbacks or something but... Yeah, he does a trainer voice and like he shouldn't be, if he can do that, what, I mean, actually, you may have think about it, he probably is going to wear a trench coat and a hat and pretend to be human at some point because they always do that. Yeah, and also, if they were just going to make him speak, why not just do like a Ted thing, you know, get Jason... Derulio? No. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, Idris Mark, Elba as... Oh, Mark, Mark Wahlberg, yeah. yeah. I think, but Idris Elba as Scooby-Doo. You know, why not? Just get Ryan Reynolds to do it. We've already got yeah, you know, Pikachu. Yeah. But like, I think Idris Elba doing the accent of Luther as Scooby-Doo ah, maybe <laughs> also I mean Scooby-Doo hasn't uh, hasn't ever taken a back seat I think over the last few years mm. and kind of had like a little renaissance thing uh, we had a TV series and a new animated TV series that looks exactly like the original TV series mm. which was kind of great that came out on uh, Cartoon Network this year so that was called Scooby-Doo and Guess Who oh. and um, I think it's still going and there was a film that came out last year that was Daphne and Velma just the two of them and they're in high school and they have to solve crimes so it's kind of not weird to see a new Scooby-Doo film Mm. it's just weird to see Scooby-Doo talk yeah Mm. they'll talk like that yeah yeah I mean it's the Scooby-Doo cinematic universe it obviously makes a lot of money it never ends like I remember as a kid it was like I was I thought that the Scooby-Doo was oversaturated back then Mm -hmm. yeah well moving on I guess um, we as a movie show we can't uh, missed the big news from last weekend, right? Uh, mm. When the FINA CEO, Ahmad Idham, sort of suggested that uh, Netflix should be censored. He said something along the lines of uh, parents are worried about the contents that are on Netflix and uh, you know we need to address the whole this whole issue of um, uh, uncensored international content that's coming uh, into our shores, basically. And of course, that received a lot of backlash. And we did cover this story a bit on the evening edition on Monday, and we got a number of comments from our listeners. Mm-hmm. But before we get to that, I think there's uh, there's been uh, new developments uh, since. Um, the story has developed in the story has even developed. dumber ways. <laughs> <laughs> in, in, yeah, in, in several ways. Uh, there has been a new VOD service being launched called Aflix, mm-hmm. and it's supposedly the world's first ethical uh, streaming service content provider. Yeah, there's no ethical consumption under capitalism, but no. Yep, yep. <laughs> so, so, um, so the the boss of that one, um, whose name is Fazil Hashem. Yes. So he is the founder and chief executive, uh, Mohamed Fazil Hashim. He said that, <clears throat> and I'm reading some quotes here, if parents love their kids, they will choose content by Aflix TV. Yes, Netflix has parental controls, but if parents want to watch Netflix shows at home, they have to watch separately from their children because of elements that are not in line with the values of Malaysian society, especially those who are Muslims. So basically, he's promoting Aflix, of course. This is his chance to do it. But basically saying that you either love Aflix or you hate children. <laughs> it was both. I think he gave the sound, but like those are against censorship of no love for children. And it's like, to that I say, only a Sith 
deals and absolutes. And if that sounds like a childish response, that's because it's a childish statement he made in the first place. <laughs> this is ridiculous. He even hoisted himself by his own batard. There's a self-own in there. We're talking about you can't watch the, the he can't watch the content he wants to watch that might be against Islamic values with his kids. Yeah. Why is he watching it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, I don't know, get an iPad. I mean, I I know it's hard when you're a parent. You can't, none of us are parents. I'm sure it's hard when you're like, I could get 30 minutes of time to think about what I need to do for the rest of the day if I just let my kid with the iPad. But you have to be involved in your kids. It's like, it's you don't let them just wander around the streets with a steak tied to their neck. You know, <laughs> the dog's going to eat them. You know what I mean? An avoidance of the responsibility of yeah. being involved with your kids because it's TV, it's someone else does it. I mean, countries, a lot of countries all over the world fight to to fight the nanny state, the concept of the state taking too much of a hand in your dealings. Yeah. And this is like, it's... It's not a good look. Yeah. And also, when we have access to everything and anything, more access than we've ever had, mm. why are we protecting our kids by protecting every single person in the country? Mm-hmm. And I mean, it is just like Netflix could get ahead of this and just put in like different filters for different things. Yeah. And, and I mean, yes, it's true. Netflix does have content that might not suit different cultures and different beliefs. And that's fine. But also, it Netflix isn't obligatory. It is a paid service. Yeah. Mm. But also... Um, this isn't a new argument, of course, but any stronger censorship only inspires heavier piracy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the reasons why the price of Netflix is lower here mm-hmm. is because it's to discourage piracy. Yeah. And I have no qualms about that because if there's going to be a kind of lock on any sort of content that I consume and I have no no say in what kind of content that I have, then I am going to have to result to piracy. Yeah. Well, well, we did get some comments from our story on Evening Edition on Monday and one of it is related to uh, the rule of censorship. Um, so this is from Michael from Shalam who says, uh, since our country is on a cost-cutting journey, let's see a show of hands. Let's disband the <laughs> censorship board. Yes, do you agree with this? This is... <laughs> this is never going to happen. Yeah. But I think you can follow... I've brought this up before. I think at the beginning of the year, we talked about this when the politician brought up censoring Netflix as well. And it's that idea that you move towards classification rather than censorship. It's basically, there's a very clear warning on everything to say. Mm-hmm. This, you know, the, the BBFC is a, the prime example in the UK where, you know, they did ban plenty of movies in the 60s and 70s and they moved to a system where if you're a parent wondering about even now if you're a parent wondering if a show is like 12A and if it might even be just too scary for your kids they have that information on there like it's not even just the stuff that like the cultural stuff you might not want to see but it does have you know mild peril I think is the term they use it's like some kids it's going to be a bit much for kids under the age of 8 but it's a 12A so you, a parent can bring it in that's the level of detail they go into they try they even have a spoiler section to say such and such person will die on this movie if your kid is not prepared for that or you've not prepared your kid to deal with that kind of conversation be prepared for that conversation after this movie. <laughs> yeah, so, so it means that the government doesn't control what you can or cannot watch. It's no. the, the choice is up to you. The, the power to choose is in your hands. And we did have uh, some more comments. Um, there's uh, a couple from Munif Mali and MI who basically said uh, things along the same lines saying that, um, you know, local Malaysian content on TV is not up to standard in a way. Uh, Munif Mali says that, um, they glorify rumpes, black magic rubbish, uh, falling in love with adopted siblings. And um, MI adds that in my house, local dramas are banned. I don't see values in them. My kids don't watch them and we cringe at the issues that are important to them. So this is basically saying that, you know, the local content that is currently on TV anyway is 
I guess, not very ethical. Mm. So what about those ones? Exactly. And this is the thing that's uh, the, the way that the, the world has kind of led. I think the US led this charge with regards to the, the, their censorship board and everything else. Like if it's on broadcast TV and the UK is the same, I think after 9.30, you can't have any kind of hint of adult content before yeah. 9.30. That's what they call the watershed or it's different from different countries. But then when it's a paid cable service or in this case, an online service, someone has to pay for it. And that has been the way. If you're paying for this content, you are responsible for it. I mean, there mm. is that idea of like, you know, these days we're not sure whether we own the content or not. We're just licensing content all the time. But if you're paying for it, you need to be aware of what you're paying for and do something about it. The the rampage shows I'm not a problem with, but there is an awful lot of a problem with falling in love with your rapist on, you know, local TV shows and some movies. Yeah, and they do very well, apparently, which is also a worrying thing to look at. Yeah, and also, obviously, the big issue with Netflix content is that they are more explicit in their portrayal of sex scenes and of... Uh, violence. Uh, and yeah. violence, mm-hmm. LGBT themes, which shouldn't be causes for concern, of course. Mm. But, like, also... Who decides what's right or what's wrong when it's all right for one show, what isn't all right? Where are the lines drawn? That's not something that I feel, mm. you know, no board should should decide that for an entire country. Yeah, like it shouldn't be a top-down kind of thing. The responsibility should be on the viewers who yeah. pay for it and should have the power and the option to choose what's right for them, what's right for their kids and whatnot. Yeah, and also censoring also does mean potentially removing an educational or helpful viewing experience for someone learning about LGBT themes Mm. in a show where someone might never have seen something like that on TV. Netflix has been, I think, incredibly helpful in bringing representation to TV and to film. And it's that fear of, like you said, Ian, there's that fear of not being able to control it Mm. almost. Like YouTube, there is YouTube Kids. And there's Mm -hmm. the ability to put, you know, ties on that but also there were worries about how YouTube kids had dangerous content that you was... could still end up with alt-right Nazi sites after yeah. 16 clicks which apparently is just YouTube's revenue model these days we should say I think with the Netflix and the content stuff like that was someone tweeted me about this I don't want to drag them on air but they said that like you know I don't want to be watching Riverdale and have my kids see two uh, women kissing or two men kissing and I was like that's you don't get to make that choice. That's the creators. That's the show they're making. Yeah. If you don't like that, watch something else. There's mm. plenty of content out there. We live in a time of almost infinite content. Go watch something else. And you know, it's final thing. I think Finas also needs to look at what they're talking about. They're talking about censorship last week. This week they're talking about you know making rules so that younger actors can't play older actors on TV. That was a statement they made the other day. They should be developing the good stories and the good TV shows that go on those TV channels, that local TV channels, and actually push storytelling forward instead of being looking backwards all the time. You know, this is what the development agency is supposed to be developing, not Mm -hmm. closing. So that was our edition of Movie Snacks. Let us know how you feel, particularly about this uh, censorship issue with Netflix and the kind of role that Finas can play moving forward to develop the film industry. WhatsApp us at 018789 Tweet us at Skip Intro MY or you can write us at movies at bfm.my.